Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Jainolaism. And we are here with guests that I've been trying to get on forever. So I I know I say this all the time, like special guests, like whatever. I say that for everybody. But I mean it this <laughs> time. Like it's actually genuine when I say it. And we have the two girls, the creators of the Save Bible podcast, Natalie and Kathleen. Hi, guys. Hello. I'm like low-key nervous. So Why? Just- I don't know why I get nervous. We already interviewed. I know, but I'm like, but that was our like crappy show. Yeah. This is like hers. So I make sure that's it's so, like good. True. I, get nervous. I was nervous for when I came on yours. So I, I get it. Um, so just to give everyone a background, um, I, I think people think that like, I think some of my friends, they're like, how do you know these girls? Like, are you friends with them? And I'm like, yes. I, like, yes, but like, we've literally met from social media from one me being in the as we know i love to say bible um instagram dms i'm always i'm You're either a comment legend commenting. I, I get in trouble all the time and then i like remember following you guys on twitter but kathleen this came to me literally last night so let me know if i'm wrong are you the same person that used to do the replica of kim and kanye yep okay I would, I, what would you swear was uh, the precursor? And I feel like, I mean, Natalie and I knew we liked reality shows and stuff already, but I think like I had kind of slowed down doing that. And so I feel like part of the reason, and Natalie can elaborate, asked me if I'd want to interview with Say Bible and stuff, because originally it was like going to be like rotating. It was like, oh yeah, I know Kathleen is like, weird enough to like <laughs> care about these people and talk about it all the time so I feel like that was we have both identified that like we we had an unhealthy affliction with these people so since re- it's called what would redacted bear now if you want to look it up it's still there but I got real pissed at Kanye one day and just changed it I love that Instagram so I think that was my introduction to you and then I still don't remember, like, if I, because I was, I don't think I was following you, Kathleen, but I definitely was following that Instagram. And until this day, I think we talked about it in years a little bit. I don't know when I started following the Say Bible podcast, but when I did, oh, I felt hard. I felt hard. I feel like there's a common theme that people are like, I found my people. Because <laughs> we're not like, we're not like the other stan groups. No, you're not. And I know you, Jasmine, have like a, a more dark humor, and I kind of gravitate towards that. And I remember that's how I got into you a bit. I was like, oh, this girl is like dark, and I like it. So <laughs> I'm going to go over there. <laughs> I'm going to go that way. I'm so dark. It's really bad. And I think that's, I think that's why I get, so, I get in trouble with the other like, followers when I comment, because my comments are always so dark. And I'm yeah. always like, I know you guys get it, but then I get like torn apart every time. Yeah, I know. They're you're, not you're just, our fans. <laughs> we realize that most of the people that I comment pissed off, like, I don't even, sometimes I don't even know if they know there is a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're just exactly. there for the Insta. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. from the tags or whatever. And then some people are addicted to hate listening to our podcast, which I've come to accept is a sign of success and yeah. not. Yeah. It's like people that watch Keeping Up and don't like the Kardashians. The same thing. It's like, why do you watch and know everything? I also like how you basically hate your fiance. I think that's like the relationship I want. Like every 
can't stand him. <laughs> Every post is like about how terrible he is. And I'm like, why can't I find this? That's this what's the love I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's how my parents are. That's, I'm pretty sure that's how Natalie's parents are. Like, Alexis Ohanian, like, let's Serena roast him all the time. Like, they're my, like, dream couple. That's, like, literally, but it's funny because I think I post it more, but he actually, like, says it out loud more. So, like, the other day, he was like, stop talking. And I was just like, like no, seriously, like, I don't want to hear your voice anymore. He was like, I hate your voice. Like, stop talking. And I was just like, so then I just kept doing it. It was so entertaining to me. He was like, Jasmine, I don't want, do not say another word. I swear. <laughs> That's, That's true love. I'm sorry. And they've been married like 40 years. So you guys yeah. are in the long haul. That's what I think. I think if you can't, if you don't hate them, you don't really love them. You're That's under his rocks is. So. Just saying. Oh, well, what I'm going to explain what I think Say Bible is. For me, it is literally in your bio on Instagram. It's for the Kardashian connoisseur. And I just feel like even though we know that like, oh, keeping up with the Kardashians, you like y'all actually keep, you over keep up. Like you are mm -hmm. always 10 steps ahead. You're always ready. Like, you're over prepared. Sometimes, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that's great. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, because the Bible is. Yeah, it kind of it gives you like, like we know what the show gives you to your point. We know what the press, but we kind of dig dig it a little deeper into the why and the hows. You know what I mean? In places that the show doesn't go to anymore, we're forced to go to on our own. Like, why is this happening? How did that happen? Looking at continuity, like, when did this take place? Well, if this happened this date, then what were you, you know what I mean? Like, so to your point, yeah, it gets to a little bit of, I don't want to say obsessive, but like definitely paying attention to the details. Um, the details others now. don't have to. Exactly. Kardashian conflicted. Well, and especially like, because I know when we started, like, I, we both were like fans of the continuity area of errors that Mariah does and then also MJ does the colloquium where she like analyzes it from like a psychotherapist point of view and I always love doing that kind of stuff with the Kardashians is sort of like what you know why what is the fascination with like the sort of an intellectualize it but as a personal fan I kind of like ignored the gossip even when we did what would use this where people would always ask me about gossip stories and I would be like oh I don't buy into it until they talk about it and then when we started doing this, I was like, I'll believe anything. Like, send us a theory. I'll at least entertain it for us to talk about it, you know? So I feel like I, part of the reason I'm probably so fried on them now is because starting to do the podcast, you definitely, you just hear more, you pay attention more. And then in quarantine, I'm bored out of my mind. And I'm like going in those explore pages, like trying to look for gossip and stuff. I'm like, uh, how quickly the tide shifted. It's crazy. And, and then also, I have to say, when I first started, it wasn't supposed to be about God. It literally was just about, we'll talk about the Kardashians. I'm probably jumping ahead of it, but we'll talk about Kardashians. Yeah. And then we'll review the show. Like, Kim wasn't on her lawyer crap. Kanye was on his Trump thing. It was a very easy time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, had yeah. this other stuff went down, obviously, I probably wouldn't have started it because this is exhausting. But also, the turning point, much like chloe and lamar getting married which was the turning point for keeping up the yeah. turning point really was when um tristan cheated on chloe we didn't really we weren't getting gossip and all that before that when that happened it like opened the floodgates it was like 
I need to tell you guys that this has been going on since da 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 and I know because my did like it that's really when it's like I didn't like if you listen to the early episodes especially I never was like send this like awesome guys it just yeah. like literally and I guess that's the beauty in it it organically happened that people were yeah. just like well in well, hiding her pregnancy too so I feel like that was a big thing at the beginning Mm. that it was but it wasn't like people were sending that was more like us investigating oh, yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> that was, that more, was more like, like us being like yeah that was more like us like is she pregnant and then like the that Tristan thing is when people really were like well since it's out let me tell you what's been going on yeah. and then one thing led to another and like somebody from the Kardashian camp I won't say who even asked like how do you guys know all that stuff. But at the end of the day, to your point, Jasmine, I think you kind of alluded to this. We've been watching Keep It for so long. People in general, not to get all psychology on us, people are so patterned that you can just tell what's going to happen based on what has been. It's kind of like with Chloe and her pregnant, not pregnancy now. On the show, she's been playing up this, like, I might get off birth control. I might do. It's the same thing that happened to Kim when she became pregnant with North. I think I'm going to get off birth control to kind of cleanse my whatever. But they're so patterned. And yeah. to Kathleen's point, when you have this podcast and you're paying attention more often than the average person, you can kind of see stuff coming, like, a mile away. Yeah. Well, it's like your mom's Kris Jenner and, like, you've been running a show. So they're that that's all they know is to like set it up you know and I yeah, feel like that's yeah. why Kylie threw them such for such a loop because I think she was younger and had enough like independence with the the makeup stuff that she was kind of like nah I'm gonna go do it this way yeah because I think I think Chloe and Kim are just like it's bred into them at this point to like we have to set it up we have to do a strategic launch there's such PR people like if you've ever I mean, we're all familiar with the PR world, but like, if you're listening, like if you ever work with PR people, it's like, you have this plan and you lay it out yeah, and like this whole outline, sprinkle out the story. And like, mm -hmm. it just doesn't work in that current world. We're, like where we are now, it's like, all bets are off. <laughs> like shit is flying. Left, so. Right. When you guys, how did you come up with the name? Because I mean, there's so many Kardashian podcasts out there and other podcasts out there like how do you decide like this is okay this is the name that's funny um so i just not sound like some fucking kanye genius but it just came to me like i just was like what are some things that kanye are keeping up people say like i can't make it slob kebab podcast um like I can't make it, Kim, you're going to jail. I need something. Luckily, I'm a marketing major and work in marketing. So I know, like, I'm like, I need to be, like, quick, easy to say. Like, what is it? So I was like, oh, say Bible. And then I just researched, like, is there one already out there? And I actually only found, like, two Kardashian podcasts. One doesn't exist anymore. And it was realizing things, which no shade to them. But I was like, that speaks more to Kylie than the Kardashians Kardashian. as a whole. Yeah. And the other one is Kardashianit, which white people so um <laughs> i was like okay that's not gonna work for us although kardashian is a good it's a good podcast because they're like actually working in the tv industry so they can get like guests that have written on the show and i think one of the girls acted as a consultant on that quibi show for kirby Oh wow! So um, they feel more legit than us we're at we're we're still the mixtape we're the mixtape they're oh, the wow. album we're yeah, still we're underground. underground. Okay, we don't have any corporate sponsors. We're not exactly. We're uncensored. You can't censor us. 
Well, and I like it too because like, in full disclosure, like at the beginning you said, we're the creators. Natalie is the creator. <laughs> I'm the co-host. That's like, and I make swag. Those are the only roles that I can take on because I, I constantly need to remind people like, Natalie is the brains of the operation. People will send me questions. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> Nat- this is Natalie's brainchild. And Natalie is like such a word wizard. She writes all the captions. Like The captions are gold. Yeah. Natalie is so funny at like, writing succinct funny stuff obviously I like ramble like a crazy person so I like the bible and I've had I like it because I'll tell people that's what it's called and they're like what and that's what I love it's like when you have a Halloween costume that like only like the deep cut people know and then they're like oh my god and everyone else is like what are you like I yeah I could be a fucking sexy mouse but instead I'm old Greg <laughs> So I like Stay Bible as a name because it's catchy and easy for people. And I think over the years, especially with Chloe, like the whole point of saying Bible is to say you're not lying. And so mm. it Come really on. suited where our podcast like evolved to. Um, mm. It's calling out the lies. Calling yes. out the li- so many lies. Um, Come on, intriguing duality. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kanye decided to become a pastor and like people think we're a Jesus podcast, although the Jesus people really don't like us. Like normal Jesus people don't mind. Kanye Jesus people Oh yeah. Really <laughs> can hit a nerve there. Yeah. I'm not shocked at that. Um, how do you how did you two meet? Like how did you two become friends? Cause it's so you guys play off of each other so well. Well, we, we, before the podcast, we'd only met in person, I think twice. I don't remember the second time because I was drunk out of my mind, but I'm going to have to take Kathleen's word for it. But we, like, I times, barely actually. remember the first time I only, it's like a cloudy remembrance. Cause it was three times actually. Yeah. Th- the third time I remember, cause we were just having burgers. So yeah. there's no alcohol involved in that. But like, we have a mutual friend, shout out to Kelsey Rugani, who, so me and Kelsey were both in student government. So she was the president of her university and I was president of my university. And in California, we have an association and we all like come together. And so we were actually roommates at the Panetta Institute. And it's like a little like, like a government boot camp put on by the head of the CIA at the time, Mr. Panetta. I know this is in the wild. So yeah. So you go, we all had dinner at his house. Like it's, a, it sounds very important and it's not. I hate downplaying it. Like I, I don't want you to think we're over there like solving world hunger and all this stuff. Like Herm Edwards came to talk to us one day, like the football coach, like we're not doing any important work, but it's like a boot camp of just these people coming to talk to you about important policies are and stuff like that, whatever. So we were roommates. And so I thought Kelsey was like one of the funniest person I ever met. So she ended up moving to San Francisco. And that I just, that's basically it. Like she was a mutual friend. Every time she had like a birthday thing, she would invite me and she'd invite Kathleen and stuff like that. So it's real yeah. simple. And unfortunately two out of three times, we don't even really remember. Yeah. Well, and I, the biggest thing was like, cause Kelsey, Kelsey and I weren't even that close in college. And then we came up for a trip for that, for her, she was coming up for her fellowship thing. And I was coming up to see if I was going to move to San Francisco to work for the giants. And we stayed with a friend and we realized, oh my gosh, we like, totally like all the same things and like she's hilarious and like loves reality tv and we send each other memes and stuff so like we had also just become really close and so as soon as i met natalie this was like kind of in my stalker phase because i was like working at this company 
that was in social media and like sorority, you add everybody then when they join, even if you haven't even met them yet, like on Facebook. So I was like, that was my frame of mind. I was like, I just met Natalie. Everybody was wasted. It was like an all day drinking fest for Kelsey's birthday, also a Virgo. Uh, and I showed up late and then just started like pounding. So the night was weird. And I'm like, oh, that girl that Kelsey always talks about Natalie, she's so funny. And like, I'm just gonna follow her, like no big deal. And so I like followed her on like Twitter and Facebook. And at the time Natalie had this like uh, pop culture, like blog thing, if you know, you know. And I followed that and I was like obsessed with it. Uh, so then I was like a low key a creeper because I was just like, gosh, she was so funny and like, we liked all the same dumb stuff. So we were actually like really a lot closer to internet friends than real life friends. We did Even though we were in the same city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you met an actual human being in real life. But I think that definitely normalized my internet friend life. Uh, living in San Francisco and like doing, I worked for the Giants too. And I met like a lot of people via Twitter and then we'd meet at the ballpark and stuff. So I was cool to be Natalie's creepy internet friend. <laughs> Wait, that's such a like, and now you guys have a podcast together. Like that's exactly and exactly since, the power of the internet. Like yeah. since we started the podcast, we've hung out way more times. Like we've gone to Vegas a couple times. Her parents came up here, and I went and met them in, in the casino. Like, wait, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, Made up for last time. So when for me, like I feel like since I've been following you, like the podcast has been super successful. Everyone really knows about it, and especially that, like I said, like that Instagram, like is iconic it's so good when did you guys feel like the podcast had kind of taken off like what that's was the a, moment that's a good question a i don't feel like it has taken off but i mean from your perspective that's good i told you when you came on our show i was like thank you for doing this raggedy podcast you I'm like have so many other things you can do yeah i just I and mean, that's just me being me i had like a psychic tell me this week that i need to lighten up so uh <laughs> She read me. She was like, girl, like, you're doing great. Get over yourself. So, yeah. So, that's, so thank you for that. But I feel it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about taking off, but I do recognize that it's, it's recognizable, I guess is the best way to say that. The interesting, though, funny story is when I told Kathleen the format, I was like, yeah, this is the format. I'm going to ask for letters. We're going to get letters. I'm going to read it next episode. And it's, she didn't really believe that I, that we were going to get letters. I mean, and that's I think a Jenner thing to do. I, I didn't judge it at all. I was like, <laughs> and Natalie's so, so good at writing. I just thought she wrote all these emails. Right. And I think I just always had the confidence, like, this is going to work. So, yeah, we'll get letters. And then we got letters. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Someone's listening. So I've always felt like we've had listeners. I just don't know. And, and that's my fault for not gauging, you know, this whole analyticals of who's listening. Da, 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 da. I'm not really yeah. into doing that because I still want it to be fun and not so much work. So I try not to worry about that. But um, the win, and like I said, I think the Tristan stuff is when yeah. I really was like, because that was the first time people asked for an emergency episode. It was the first time we got, got like, caught gossip. And then the gossip we got, which was interesting because I know the, the person that gave it to me was literally there that night. It's interesting, Us Weekly wrote a article about it as soon as our episode came out with the exact details from our episode um so I think like right around the Tristan part because then like we were getting quoted in certain things and the followers went up so I think that was probably the sweet spot where people were coming to us for our our hot takes and our and, and 
analytical views when all we really signed up to do was review Keep Up the Kardashian episode. So something good came out of Tristan yeah. Cheating. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love when stuff like that. I feel for Chloe and like with the bad it's stuff. All the after but like that sucks. Like the scandal followers. Right. It's her making us watch like a thousand episodes of like bullshit. Ugh. That was worse. But for me, I think uh the Reddit hate thread was a challenging experience. But I felt like if these people feel enough energy to do this. And that's something. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I've said this a couple times on our podcast. Like we started the Patreon right before Christmas, and th- it ended up being such a like miracle in coronavirus times to have this like bubble where like our most like dedicated fans could be and like the safe space, and it's sort of like blossomed into this like camaraderie group where they all check in with each other and like share fun dumb stuff like so that's like a smaller group but like very active and very like dedicated I feel like that to me is like an even better like marker of success because we have like this consistent like group that yeah in like thriving beyond just the family so that I feel like was a really like cool byproduct I don't even think we anticipated would happen per se um but that's been nice too is like having that kind of like on the side the bubble <laughs> that little yeah bubble. yeah yeah <laughs> i love that away from the stands <laughs> so we had some breaking news um that they um kim posted and chloe posted um chris posted i think everyone but we still have we gotten courtney's um no of course not we're not getting it no. Okay. Um, that the Kardashians will be ending. And, well, not the Kardashians. The keep Kardashians have been canceled for I think most of us. But <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians on E is going to end in 2021. What was y'all's first reaction? I'll let Yasmin go first. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly was like. Thank God, because, uh, no, uh, it, I went through a lot of phases of emotions, I think, as we all did, but my first reaction was, like, I think I laughed out loud. <laughs> I was like, what? So did I. But then, I mostly, my shock didn't come from the decision itself, because I sort of felt like it was time. I was just so weirded out by how it happened. Like, Kim's weird throwback picture, I was like, this is very off-the-grid pattern that she's been going with, and the way that they announced it seemed very out of character so that made me so random there's more to the story so most of my shock lied with how it was announced the fact that kim centered herself and then everyone else said it as a group uh so i i have a lot of questions especially now that the show is airing it's like second half some of the choices they've made i'm like something else is going on here like I need the full story so that was like basically like my wave of emotions I'm not really sad it's ending I'm almost like I said I'm almost relieved because I like when a show ends and then you can enjoy it as like this time in your life in the show it's been getting very bad so I feel about season two of um Courtney and Kim take New York that's my favorite one season that's the one with Chris Humphreys yep comes special place in my heart Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that one more. You know, and a lot of shows do that now. It's like they they make shows for smaller runs so that they're good. They don't jump the shark. 
so that relief in shock wrapped up in, in one weird couple. Love that. Natalie, how did you feel? Um, much like my psychic told me this week, I don't do change well. So I was like, it like let the air out of me a bit. I was like, <gasps> mine just was day for my birthday, which was just like, how? And I was like, yeah, I, I think my life flashed from my eyes because like the show's been on for like 10 years. So I definitely felt like I've grown up or like, you know, there's milestones you remember what you were doing or what when such and such happened. like I remember Kim's wedding I like woke up Kim's getting married today I remember the show I like locked myself in the room and watched it so to be so invested in a show and then like to Kathleen's point just get told via text we're breaking up it was very like wow don't you think I deserve a little bit more than this so I definitely was a little bit devastated confused uh hurt all those emotions. It's not until I start rewatch, like not rewatching, but till we picked up this season, you know, after the Corona uh, break that I've been like, yeah, it's time to go. Like yeah. if you've been watching like last week's episode or week before that, you understand why it's ending. Like they are just so desperate for content. They don't have enough. I mean, it might work if they move to a 30 minute format, but to Kathleen's point, just let's just end this yeah it's, it's such a boring show now it's like. such a boring show that's why i didn't understand um in the first half of the season where they were like going in on courtney and i was like if you guys didn't have courtney like not wanting to film and having that as a storyline what were you going to do the, courtney right, is the storyline like, it's kind of like i don't know if you're watching tamar Braxton. tamar Braxton. tamar braxton's get your life uh, everyone should be watching it. It's very Lindsay Lohan when she had her show on Oh, It's very Kardashians. The whole show is about trying to film a show. Yes. It's insane. I'm like, why are we even doing this? Obviously, I'm watching. But it's like, there's there's no way we're getting a season two. There's nothing here. No. We've been in her bathroom for two episodes. Of like her putting on makeup. I just can't. Or curling the wig or never yelling at David. Yeah, she doesn't want to sing. I'm like, what is going on? Or saying that her life coach is a witch. Like, I'm like, (laughs) I cannot. Yeah, so it's the same thing with Kardashians. To your point, if we weren't arguing with Courtney about about filming, they'd have nothing to show us. So yeah, I'm okay now. But initially, I was like, what is going on? Hilarious. Um, do you guys think they're done for good? Mm -mm. No. No way. That, that's leaving money on the table. And Kris Jenner, yeah. Kim Kardashian, Chloe, they're not going to leave money on the table. If someone's willing to pay them to do something, they'll they'll be there. It'll just change format. Like, exactly. it might not be keeping up with the Kardashians as a family unit yeah. you know, that we've been used to, but they, they're, they cannot handle slowing down the influx of cash or projects. No. So they're going to find other stuff to annoy us with and we will <laughs> consume it and then talk about it yeah um do you think chris is okay mentally in what sense oh. <laughs> mentally since the news had to come out she's fine I think she's, I, yeah she's she's always got a scheme yeah, I think she's, as, I think though, genuinely, as long as her kids are fine, she's fine. The only one I'm sure she's really like, what are you going to do is Robert. Yeah. And that's obviously. the reason she probably can't fully relax. Him since, since Adrian left him. 
So exactly. And that's a non, a nonstop headache, but I think she's fine. And I think this gives her an opportunity to be more creative. Like they can go and do other things with other networks or even like Kathleen said, other products or something like that. So she should be excited. It should be exciting time in her life, a new chapter. And she was kind of trapped with Kim. Like Kim clearly kind of like took over the reins and was like, yeah. Calling the shots and like they stole they stole her Christmas party. She's it's not like she's like, how are we gonna make money? You know what I mean? Like it's not more so worried about money, but I do think because she likes to be busy, I think it's an opportunity for her to get creative with how to make money. Like now you don't have the cash cow that is keeping up that you know, and now it's like, okay, so what else can I get into that I maybe didn't have the opportunity to get into because I'm so busy with keeping up. Um, so I think for her, she, listen, she allegedly is married to Corey Gambles now. I mean, that's what the streets are saying. Her and Thickums have this cute little dog, Bridget. So she's got an opportunity to live Exactly. It might be nice to even give like the talk show another go. And maybe not so much a sit down talk show, but more so like, I'm visiting my friends. But I don't know, Versace today at her home and we're going to take a look at, you know what I mean? Like I would definitely or, like to see her in like a, in a version of like 72 questions that Vogue does. Exactly, exactly. I would, I would definitely be into that. Exactly. I feel like if you with other famous people, I would like yes. She has so I many do. friends and like she's so like charismatic and I think like, I feel like the show got really strong-armed by Kanye and Kim in the last couple of seasons and Chris kind of checked out and they stole their Christmas party and so if anything like I feel like Chris probably feels like I feel like she feels liberated because now she doesn't have to follow Kanye's creative direction via her monster children that she raised uh and she can kind of do whatever like she could make great money being like a consultant on shows this whole like star creating thing she's doing with Addison Ray, like I've she sees those those dollar signs there I'm sure she is gonna broker like a good syndication deal for the keeping up with the Kardashians and I also think she's she's not like Kim where she cares about being constantly like relevant and stuff she never turns down a bag so I think she would be totally down to like do all her like rich old lady friends do like have products they sell jewelry or bags or whatever and they're corny they're not afraid to go on qvc like she's not opposed to that like she doesn't need it to be edgy and cool and approved by kanye so she's gonna be fine i think she'll enjoy her freedom and be the true like boss bitch that she is because i think she's a lot more savvy as a businesswoman than we ever like give her credit for we do not give the persona that we see on the show but she's like a mastermind like she's really She's gonna, she's gonna thrive. I always, oh, she too has backed away from filming. Remember, they were talking to her like, "You too, you don't film anything." And she's like, eh, "I don't care anymore." Yeah, <laughs> I always think better. of like um, Benny dramas, like Devil Chris, like Hey Doll, like hey, that's doll. what I see her. <laughs> right, with, like, those big devil hands. the wings. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and I think people have a lot less problems with her, even though she literally created all these monsters, and yeah. she's probably a Republican and possibly like made a shady deal with Cody to sell their house. But people just don't mind Chris. Like yeah. mm-hmm. people enjoy her. She's palatable. She doesn't get on their nerves. Like yeah. even people that hate the Kardashians will be like. But Chris is funny, you know, yeah. so she'll yeah. be just fine. Um, 
how do you think Courtney um, enjoyed that news? Was she happy about it? I think she literally was like hysterical, evil laughing in her house. Like a cackle, like a full yeah. on Ursula cackle. I think Courtney is just, I, I, I can't imagine she was upset about it. I don't know yeah. if she was like gleeful. It might be a thing of like, I told you so, like, I told you, like, it just needs to end. Like, I don't even know why we were trying to do this. Like, I told you, like, versus yeah. I'm sure like Chloe, as even Chris said, she's a little bit emotional about it because, you know, you have a crew and a staff, you have like a people you've kind of been working with. Mm-hmm. I don't think Courtney is attached no. in that way. She's just kind of like, attached it's to Scott. She like lets him go. I think she was a little bitter. I think that's why we got that little like passive aggressive post about like, here's that statement you sent me because (laughs) she had to deal with being like the villain, which I I agree with you. I think she signed up to do that, to get her check and said, you can let me be the bitch for these seasons and then I'm out. So it's not so much, but I think she was, as someone who has a sister, big sister, who's, you know, always temperamental uh I think that she probably felt resentment that after all of that Kim got to be the one to announce it and Kim framed it as like her decision and so I think there was some bitterness and some irritation from Courtney there like I'm sure she was relieved but she was already like planning to like face back anyway so I think she was more irritated that after all that it was going to be the it can it was still Kim being Kim. So I got that sense was why she did the like the announcement shadiness. Yeah. But I think she was overall like living her best life. At the time she was like out on the lake with her friends looking hot and now oh. she can hang out with Addison Ray. And like Courtney's honestly like set up well to like pivot. She's like yeah. been doing all this weird stuff with the TikTok community youth Addison and like just chilling like she seems like she's fine so and push is there i'm sure it's generating enough revenue to keep her satisfied so yeah her and her vital proteins deals that come out yeah it's fine um so what does the future look like for i mean i know you guys talk about other things so like what is it now once you have no keeping up recaps like with no keeping up recaps what does the future of say bible look like Um, They're so famous and always in the news. I don't think there's never going to be not enough to talk about. Like we might have like, oh, not much happened, but there's always something that has happened, which is interesting Um, because when they went on a break for their keeping up, when they were like, we won't be back till September and it was like March, I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like our shows are going to be so short now. And that was so far from the truth. Like, Every week we had something and majorly something to talk about. Turned a corner into conspiracy theory land. (laughs) Right, right. And they're like, they're like the Jacksons, really. You know what I'm saying? Like the Kennedys or like the royal family. Like you're always going to have a headline or something to talk about. I mean, imagine the show, like they were up just with a few months without the show. They were up in every single thing that was happening in the world. Like more than we could have ever imagined. Yeah. they're getting into securities fraud and like, you know, going to the White House crap. Like it was like they were all up in it. Then they were talking about Black Lives Matter and like so they were. They made sure 
whether by accident or not, they were involved in all the stuff we were all stressed out about anyways. And we couldn't avoid talking about them even if we tried. And I think what will be interesting to see once the show format is gone, like even with the show, Kim is pushing us a product like every three hours. And it's a roller coaster with her and Kanye. Like if they don't have to film, that gives them like just complete chaos like they I don't know what they're gonna throw at us I don't think they're gonna become more reserved I think it's Mm -hmm. gonna be the opposite I mean you see Kylie like a little gremlin like lack of attention is like water being thrown on her she's like I need to post 75 more pictures you know so it's like I don't know what it's gonna be that they're gonna provide us with but I think without the show they'll actually have they won't have to hold stuff back because they're waiting for the storyline to air or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. I posted asking some of my followers what they wanted me to ask you. So we are going to jump right into these Insta questions. So we have someone, Gowdy Chenoweth, who says she listens to y'all every week on Spotify. And she wants to know if you guys get anything um, from the listens that you get on Spotify. I think she's asking like if Spotify pays (laughs) y'all. No. That's a real quick no. I I was like, wow, she's being real specific. Spotify, Spotify. No. Yeah, and she, she, she literally said Spotify. Shout out to Spotify. No, because we don't have like a deal with Spotify. We usually we we're literally using a different platform to pump in our episodes to Spotify is the best way I can explain that. Yeah. So like I'll use Podbean and I'll just upload the RSS feed. Sorry, Google that if you're not familiar. But I'll upload the RSS feed and it will just distribute it to Spotify and then Spotify will distribute it. So absolutely, po- actually, I'm losing money trying to get it to Spotify because that's not free. Same. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, no, we do make money now from our patrons. So if anyone wants to complain about anything that's who we answer to but we you know it's like we're not under an affiliate umbrella like we're not making money for streams and all that jazz so like but if the patreons like want something like our duty now and it's not like we're rolling in millions uh from the doing the patreon but like not even thousands i'm being yeah, not even extra, extra extra but it, like, like, it's not make that it, type of party it helps make it a little bit more of a cushion but it also helps dictate like what works or doesn't work. Like if the patrons want to see something more, like we've thought of more creative stuff to do because now the patrons are giving us money. Uh, so that's full disclosures. Like we do make a small amount of money from doing that. But I like to think that's different than like doing advertising or being under like an umbrella or something because like we're basically, people are subscribing to us and the, and we're trying to make the content like better for them. Like that's, okay. you know, it's like a, a fairly like straightforward thing and I kind of like going back to you know what was our marker of success like thinking about with what would use this where there was definitely a tipping point and it's kind of I hate that this Kirby guy has a show now because he literally like emailed us at the very beginning and he wanted us to do a post with him to help get him like promoted because that's when we were like getting really big yeah and he was like can you come to LA next week and we're like what like we have a job, like we work, like we yeah. just do this because we're dumb and like we think it's funny. And he's like, what do you mean? Like you, like that's how you make content. Like he's like, you got to commit to it. And he was kind of like pissed about it that we couldn't come to LA for a shoot. And he, 
he had just gotten started. He didn't have any followers or anything. And we're like, no, no, like we're, we're not like content creators or whatever. Yeah. We're just, we're just, just work at a tech company and yeah. have too much time on our hands, apparently. <laughs> uh, and so he was like, all right, like you're lost. And so like, there were definitely moments with like, what would Jesus wear where it was like, if we did this or this or this, we could maybe like make money or like get more followers. But I think it would have a taken the fun out of it and b definitely when Kanye started getting shady, it was like, if we have to be nice and like, yeah, stifle, like our opinions on them, like there was a, at one point when he said something like really fucked up, we like posted about it on the what would Jesus wear and we're like we like need to recoup and like regather our thoughts like because this was like yeah. messed up that was like right after the election i think you know sometime around that 2016 mess and you know so it's like i feel to some degree that's what comes with the money you know it's like yeah, you, exactly. you have to be like a little bit mind your more your p's and q's now spotify wants to give us money <laughs> we're not a like, i got kicked off of facebook for saying men are trash but like I won't say men are trash again if I get to keep posting dumb memes in our Facebook group. So, like, I can be bought. I know Natalie feels the same. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's the benefit. We all are in, right? Yeah. Currently, the benefit of not being paid to do this, besides by our patrons that we like, is that we can kind of just keep it messy still. But, like, yeah. definitely, I don't know what Kim would have to pay me to get me to deal with her and Kanye I don't think any dollar amount would be enough but like if Chris wanted me to pay me and I could like you get disguised as sarcasm or something <laughs> maybe exactly I'm just kidding that's hilarious um so we have another question from Joanna Petruski and she she wants to know who would y'all want to be your baby daddy Rob Scott Kanye Tristan or Travis Wait, can you repeat that one more time? Oh, sorry. She, um, want, the next question was, who would you want to be your baby daddy? Rob, Scott, uh, Kanye. And we're back. And we're back. Is that I me? I started texting my dad. I was like, are you messing with the Wi-Fi? Like, who's know, streaming thought, a video? <laughs> I too thought I was, I'm in the house of two other people, so I'm like, what is happening in this world? I don't know what, um, okay, so, all right. So, uh, uh, again. <laughs> um, who would you want to be your baby daddy? Rob, Scott, Kanye, Tristan, or Travis? My God, these choices. <laughs> Not good choices. Oh, God. Of course, I'm just going to say Travis. He's the least problematic of the bunch. He seems to really like, you know, like being a dad. Yeah. He's just... You know what I mean? And he's, he, I feel like he's likable. Obviously, we don't get the privilege of seeing him as much as the others, but yeah. I watched his documentary on Netflix and he just seemed like a likable, normal, for the most part, dude. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Travis. That's what I'm going to go with. I think that's a good choice. I mean, I think Travis is probably, probably the easy choice in here as well, but I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. And obviously, Scott is like a fucking shit show. Yeah. But they have made some cute kids and so I feel like he has had dad experience and his lifestyle is such that I could make him be like the stay-at-home dad whereas like Travis I think would be hard having to co-parent with a traveling musician 
Yeah. Um, that would be the only detractor. Um, she also, Joanna also wanted to know which kid would you adopt if you could? North. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Period. I, I can, I mean, I respect and admire North, but I know that she's a monster now. She, um, I feel like I really am a fan of Mason, but he's kind of like ready to break out on his own. So um, I really, I think I'd probably go Saint or Penelope. I think Penelope is like, seems really quiet, which I would appreciate. She's a We probably have a uh, similar shoe size and I really want to borrow her red cowboy boots. So I'd go with P. Oh, so or you Saint. have a death wish, I'm assuming, with Penelope. I was like, right, until she's like slitting your throat in your sleep. Like. <laughs> yeah, dream, though, is a dream is a good second runner-up. I think Dream is a sweetheart. And I think I, I would take, if yeah. North was like, I'm not going anywhere with you, I am like, all right, let's get Dream in here. Stormy yeah. seems really well-behaved. I could go Stormy with Stormy. does seem very well-behaved. I don't know if that's just for the cameras, but I, I, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm actually very shocked at how behaved she looks and how sweet she is. And look, mm -hmm. P, P is like that because Courtney is her mom. I wouldn't let her do anything. I wouldn't, I would, that whole like, let them make their own decisions, no rules, new wave parent thing. I would be like, no, that's not how this works. That's not how we run this shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna but comment I feel like maybe it'd be a good match. I'm scared to comment on Penelope because last time I did, I got dragged. So I'm just <laughs> not commenting on. I would like, you know, I think it's a challenge. I'm like, send Penelope to me. I think I could whip her in a shape. I've got her. a crazy, <laughs> insane dog and I, I laid down the hammer, so. <laughs> and I want I want her cowboy boots. So we wear the same shoe size. Uh, we have uh, two more questions from Ashley Pruitt. She wants to know if y'all think Squirt will have another baby. That's a good question. Um, when it because because I thought it was gonna say, do we think they'll get back together? That's an easier question than baby. I think because you know. Courtney and Scott are wealthy. I wouldn't rule it out. Like they're not normal people. Normal people would be like, absolutely not, right? I think maybe if it, it might happen before Courtney turns forty-five. If she turns forty-five and no baby, then it's not happening. But I do believe she froze her eggs, so there's got to be a reason she did that, and maybe keeping that door open. So I'm gonna say yes and no. So the yes is yes, but but has to happen before forty-five. I, I, I'm gonna second that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think just biologically, it's gonna have need to happen. But also, a lot of celebrities have kids older because they're like way more healthy than the rest of us. They have access right. to all these great uh, dietitians mm -hmm. and whatever. Uh, so Courtney seems like she could pull it off. But also, mm -hmm. uh, there's just a lot of risks involved when you have kids older. So I think if they can pull it off in the next like year. She would do it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, would, what do y'all think her, Ashley's next question is, uh, what y'all think the future of Kim and Kanye is? Which we kind of touched on Divorce. Divorce, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think fighting is on the wall in blood. Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying it's going to happen today, tomorrow, even in the next two years. I would say four years. Exactly. To your point, yeah. this, this, this is an exhausting cycle they're in. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can keep up with it now, but in five years, are you still going to be doing these manic 
episodes are him saying something cruel out loud and then making up and then acting like everything's normal. And that like, it's a cycle we've been seeing and it's, it's going to get exhausting. Her kids are going to get older and more understanding about what's going on. Kathleen, what do you think the future of Kim and Kanye? Honestly, I really don't know, but I continue to go through this cycle of like, I'm not surprised, but I'm flabbergasted at Kim's ability to pretend nothing is happening, at least optically. I have no idea what's going on in the background. And even the message that she put out about showing him grace was like a lot for her to kind of like come out and say that because she had like, she always covers for him and then they're never on the same page. It's like one second she's like, he's fine. Or one second she's like, he doesn't take medication. One second she's making fun of Courtney for having a therapist. And then other times it's like, I don't know what goes on with them. But the pivot that she's been doing lately, where she's showing cute family photos again, she went to Sunday service, like, I don't know if that's her just being delusional and not wanting to let go of, like, the vision that she has in her mind for her life. Yeah. She thinks she's buying time for him, but it's not helping him. And anyone, they have access to the best mental health care available, a, a, a gamut of options. Exactly. And any mental health care professional would tell her that, like, he's not getting boundaries for his behavior. He's not getting consequences for his behavior. He's being uplifted for his behavior. He literally just said today, he just released financials today for his whole stupid presidency thing. It's still going on. Yeah. You know, he's so it's like, he's learned nothing. She's learned nothing. I don't know what's going on in the background, but she continues to show optically that she's accepting, not even acknowledging his garbage and still wanting to paint this rosy picture. And like I said, may, if this is her strategy to buy some time to get the divorce later or like try to get him better healthcare, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like he cannot sustain the path that he's on. No. Like it's not, it's, he's only going to continue to push buttons. We've seen it happen a million times before. And this latest episode, he literally told the world multiple times that they abort they were gonna abort their child like that is so fucking fucked up of all the things that he said that are extremely fucked up he's meddling in the most important election of our lifetime yep like and like and she's i don't know she's in on yep. that i don't know what the fuck that their whole politics thing is but like the thing with north like that's the kind of stuff he's gonna say when he flies up the handle it will haunt their children for life it yeah. already will be something that is going to put North in therapy forever. Like, oh yeah, I don't understand how it is helpful to a child to have a fake perfect family that you have to constantly wonder if he's going to say something that traumatizes you mm -hmm. versus a family that has boundaries and a family that tries to be healthy, even if yeah. fragmented, you know? And so I'm just like, every day I'm, I continue to be confused by what it, Kim is motivated by like I don't know if she's just under his spell that episode with the Paris fashion show led me to believe that maybe she's just like brainwashed by him and so there's some empathy there because it is very hard to leave a toxic relationship yeah but then other times I get really pissed at her because I think she thinks about the brand yeah and she's just stubborn and doesn't want to like walk away from it so I don't know. I'm, she's probably also terrified of him spilling the secrets, which Natalie I think has it's made all, I think it's a bit of everything. All of it, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just like, 
figure that out on your own time. Don't post a fucking cute family photo. Stop showing you wearing Yeezys every single day. Don't post date night. Just do it on your own time if that's where you're at. Like, don't post it and then ignore that he's What's still pretending on? to run for vice president or whatever the fuck. She barely breathed in anything for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and she's Miss Justice. I'm like, you're a woman. And you yeah. couldn't even acknowledge that, like, the most important, like, legal, like, decisions in a woman's life were led by this woman. Like, I don't know what page Kim was on, but she was driving me insane. And She's on the I, page. There's, there's empathy in there. There's definitely empathy in there. And, I, and I'm hoping that maybe she's just lost right now. But she's got to figure it out. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know what the future of Kim and Kanye hold, but... It can't stay on this weird path that she's on of just like gloss over the yucky and like post cute pictures. No, it's it's not not going to last. It's going to crash and burn in a very catastrophic way. And honestly, like, yeah, maybe he'll say that you had sex with Meek Mill and you're bothered by that. But like, he's going to maybe just help with destructing democracy. But mostly at the end of the day, he's going to say things that are going to hurt your children. He already has. Even if it's not explicitly about the kids, just him doing things that are reckless will follow them and like that's where i kind of get like so annoyed with this family's obsession with like having a perfect family yeah it's like that's not good for the kids if the kids are having to be exposed to this toxic energy it's like it's not okay and i don't get how they don't this family ah (laughs) this freaking family um so just to wrap up ladies why don't y'all let everyone know who your fave Kardashian is? Or, you know, it could be like your least of the worst. <laughs> I, have a, I have a favorite. Kim's my favorite. It's like, who's the least worst? Now fucking go vote for them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Kim's my favorite for sure. Like, I, even when I criticize Kim, I can't even like drag, drag her like I would a normal white woman because I'm like, I've just been in this too long with yeah. you. I feel like I know the real you, and right now you're just, there's something going on with you that some outside forces are, you know, motivating and kind of getting you to act and do and not act and do or say certain things. Yeah. Um, but Kim's like she's the OG. Like she is. It is she's the is. one. It is what it is. She like she's she made it happen. Um, she's shameless which is just so great to see. She has the cutest kids. Um, I just, she's, she is a superstar. Like that, like Courtney is someone who's just happens to be famous. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Kim is a celebrity. And I kind of, I, that's why I gravitate more towards like the celebrity, the glitz, the glam, like the whole yeah. fantasy world. And she's not even a real person. Sorry, Kim, but you get what I'm saying. Like, no, she knows what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> she got it. You got it. Kathy, I feel like least it's really Chris. Like Chris is the one that I can, and that's not really fair because she's a sister. If I had to pick a sister, uh, I don't really know. I think, like generally, if we didn't get very like deep into the analysis, I would probably lean towards Courtney's like personality and like lifestyle you know like yeah i want to just go on boats and like hang out at the pool you know so i don't i don't know and like kim drives me nuts but there's also been times where i like really admired and respected kim because she is so driven and i love when she's being herself she's definitely 
not right now and she's yeah. very confused and lost uh chloe i don't know i couldn't i don't even think i could be in a room with her right now like i would just be like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> uh, but she also used to be really funny so i don't really know but if i if i had to pick a sister honestly I, i'm i'm starting to think kendall is like loki the normal one she is yeah and she's the least problematic she's not my favorite as like if i had to go hang out with someone i'd probably hang out with kendall but yeah. like as a consumer like i would probably say like i find Wow, but even Courtney's so annoying right now. They're all so annoying right now. Chris, really, it's just Chris. It's just Chris. I think that's a great choice. I love Chris. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming on. I'm so excited, even with all the freaking technical difficulties. Hey, we're not streaming. Not yet. It's, it's, it's coronavirus. It's 2020. Like, it would not coronavirus. be the same. Coronavirus. Yeah. Um, please let all my listeners know, uh, all my listeners, because I have so many, um, let them know where they can find y'all. You can give the Say Bible Podcast, you know, that Instagram and your personals if you want. Uh, Say Bible Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And then I'm Nat Nattles, N-A-T-N-A-T-L-E-S on all the socials. Any social. All the socials. All the socials. TikTok coming soon. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm Kathleen E. Lee on Twitter and Instagram. 